Well, hey there, team. This is podcast number 564 for Coach Jeff. It's the 5th of November 2016, and you are listening to episode 7 of the Muay Thai Podcast. Hey there team and welcome along to this episode of the Muay Thai Podcast, podcasting since 2007 and heard by more than a million people in over 160 countries. I am your host, Coach Jeff, and today I chat with pro Muay Thai fighter, Paul the Reaper Banashik. Listen or download or subscribe to the Muay Thai Podcast at themuaythaipodcast.coachjeff.com.au. Check out all things Coach Jeff at coachjeff.com.au if you subscribe to the Coach Jeff Podcast. Uh, you will simply get every single bit of content that we produce. Or if you just want the Muay Thai stuff, stay right here on the Muay Thai podcast. Enough of the coach banging away. Let's hit the phones and catch up with good buddy of mine, Paul the Reaper, Banashik. And, uh, well, joining me uh, on the phone, looking pretty relaxed. And uh, <laughs> well, you know this dude, he's the Reaper, Paul Banashik. How are you, brother? I am doing super well. How are you doing? Mate, I am uh, so pumped. Absolutely so pumped. Uh, man, last time uh, we got the chance to chat here on the show, I think uh, it was yourself, myself and Sean uh, chatting about the launch of the uh, Boxing for Muay Thai course. Yes, that is true. I remember that back yeah. in Bangkok. Yeah, absolutely. It seems like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? A little bit. Time <laughs> goes really slow but really fast at the same time. It's 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 a weird... It's a it's a weird thing that happens here. Yeah, man, I'm still uh, I'm still getting an incredible value out of that course, mate. Just let me say, I uh, I put a post up on Facebook earlier today that I'd spent uh, a large uh, portion of this week going back through the course again, and uh, and even picked up a couple of more drills that uh, that I throw into my training. So hugely successful, man. Absolutely love that course, and uh, and thank you again for the opportunity to to have that course and to review it, man. I absolutely love it. Perfect. Thank you, man. No, I'm already moving on to the next thing, trying to make things even better and, uh, you know, just help people even more. It's it's a lot of a lot of free content that I'm working on right now. But in addition to what we're doing is definitely going to be improving upon everything we already put out. Yeah, absolutely. So, man, you better bring us up to speed for those that, uh, you know, that uh, haven't been directly following uh your uh, your journey your life your your adventure mate uh where are you in the world these days uh i think you've moved uh further south than bangkok yeah that's true uh, i don't know what the last thing i went over was uh i don't know if uh i told you about my fight that happened in bangkok yeah last time we spoke when we we uh we were chatting on the box i must board. have yeah you uh you, your nose was uh on one side of your face and <laughs> I, I made the comment. I thought you still looked pretty, busted nose and all. It's a weird, yeah, man. It's a weird look <laughs> when you have your nose to one side of the face. But uh, what I've heard is some some females like it. I don't know. I'm I'm looking at it, and uh, some days I think I like the little character, the look. Like uh, I wonder if he's been in a fight or he just has a really ugly nose. I uh, love but, it. But that's where we're at because you'd uh, you'd. Uh, You'd gone to uh, to Thailand to host um, one of Sean's uh, uh, training camps, and uh, you know you'd you'd had a fight. Uh, you walked into I think you walked into his face or into his head. 
Run it was a head, uh, I mean, it was accidental. It was kind of uh, on both our sides, but he was the one that dug his chin really low and then uh, bounced off the ropes into yeah. my head. I, I was coming forward. He was going backwards. Uh, he just didn't gauge his distance. I didn't gauge mine, and he bounced off the ropes and uh, had first three fracture, uh, facial fractures. I decided not to do uh, facial reconstruction surgery because it would do an extra six weeks to eight weeks of recovery. And I, I just wanted to fight, and I want to. That's what I'm here for. I came to Thailand to fight and to keep moving forward. So that would have delayed it by two months, and I'm not looking to delay it any more than it already has been from the fractures. So I decided to opt out of the reconstructive surgery just because it didn't affect my breathing. If it affected my breathing, that would have been a uh, different thing to think about. Yeah. But I, I got the advice of a few more people and people I know back home that are in the medical field, and. Yeah, that was just the best solution in my opinion. So right now we're just looking to get matched up. Unfortunately, as the king has passed, the people don't know about that. The king's passing uh, means that there are no fights for at least a month here. And then they're going to kind of relook at everything that's going on and see how badly it financially affects the economy. And then they might put the fights back on on the big shows. There are some smaller venues that are hosting small fight events, but I think I'm past that. It's just not not worth hurting my face again to to make fifty dollars, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, mate, uh, I think you know, moving on uh, from where we were, I, I think that the most exciting thing for me, uh, following what you're doing, is the fact that you've now become almost a full-on Thai local. I bought a motorbike. <laughs> exactly. So, mate, just fill us in. What what what's taken place since uh, since your fight, and and where are you now, and and what's happening? So, boom, broken nose. I'm gonna I'm gonna make it short and sweet, just for everyone to be like, oh shit, okay, all right. So this is a just you know, fight, broken nose, don't know what to do next. Should I go home? I had a flight ticket back already paid for by by uh, the camp I was hosting, so everything was all set. Would have been easy. Break up with a girlfriend, uh, parents breakdown, mom, just kind of you know, my son is doing this and finally breaking down and wanting me kind of to, to end this now, no longer supporting what I'm doing. And then it just, I bought a ticket to fly back home and patch things up with family, with, uh, with my ex and things like that. And then last minute, I just kind of thought about it and I said, no, like, I think this is a test. I, so I took it as a test and I did the hardest thing possible. I pretty much canceled the ticket I, I bought a ticket within a 24-hour window so it cost me a thousand dollars i ended up just dropping that ticket i dropped the ticket that was already paid back for uh to fly back to the states in addition to that i dropped everything back home and decided that i'm going to go down to the islands with sean for a week um the other host of the camp so and my partner we went down to the islands in thailand for me to kind of recoup my mind and see what I should really do here. And within that one week period, I, I really didn't have a plan at all of what camp I'm going to stay at, where I'm going to train. But I just knew this is the only opportunity in my life where I, I don't have any limitations, where I don't have bills that I have to pay. And even though I'm not in the best situation ever, and I might not be able to fight right now, right this minute, I'm 
going to do this and I'm going to make it work somehow. I have no clue how, but I'm going to just trust the process uh, and trusting the process paid off big because we ended up going out to dinner with uh, Nam Sak Noi, who is one of the greatest legends of all time here in Thailand, a six-time, uh, six-year undefeated Lumpini champion. If people don't know what Lumpini is, it's the pretty much the mecca of Muay Thai. It is the biggest stadium in the entire world, the most prestigious stadium in the world, where it is very, very difficult to become a champion. Uh, on top of that, to be a six-year undefeated champion in such a venue. So... Uh, a, a very prestigious fighter. If if you've heard of likes like Sanchai, uh, has beaten Sanchai Bokao, the famous Bokao. He has, he was his uh, kind of like elder in the camp, <laughs> teaching him the ropes. So uh, you know the one percent of one percenters, and uh, I'm just lucky enough to have scored a sponsorship with him during that one week time that I was down here. I kind of gave it a hail mary. You know, it, it was kind of. You know, here's this legend, his opening up a gym on this island that I love, and it kind of all made sense. Now I'm just going to throw this Hail Mary and ask if he would ever sponsor a white fighter because Western fighters, you know, like we don't grow up like the ties from a very young age where they just kind of take you in and own you from a young age. So it definitely was a Hail Mary, but it paid off because they accepted. <laughs> and uh, I got signed as one of the fighters, so now I'm sitting in the bunk bed uh, uh, team Nam Sak Noi Muay Thai in uh, Copenhagen, Thailand, and uh, as part of the team here, it's just it blows my mind, you know. And uh, you know, as I I keep saying to our community, you know, you know, to follow you and to to listen to the Muay Thai Guys podcast, which is where you know we hear from uh, you and Sean on a regular basis. And if and for the people that have been listening to that show, um, you know listening to you speak about what you're going through now that you're actually there as part of the uh, team and living in the gym um you know being looked after uh, there in the gym it, it just quickly for this community run through what that entails you know it's easy to to uh, we just say so casually that uh, you know i've picked up a, a spot here uh in the gym i'm now owned by the gym living at the gym being trained by one of the best but just quickly, talk us through what a day's training is. So wake up around six, between 6 and 6.30, uh, go on the run. So you pretty much get up. I either go to sleep in my shorts, training shorts, or I just, I just get up, throw on my shorts, and go right outside to run. The number one thing, just throw on headphones and go running. Uh, beautiful views. So, I mean, that's one good thing, but... Uh, you run every single session. So we wake up, you run. Uh, it's about a 5 to 9K run. Uh, you, you get to choose depending on the morning or the, the afternoon if you want to do the 5 or the 9K. You come back to the gym. The, the second you enter the gym, after you take your shoes off, you go straight into doing 200 knees on the bag. Once you finish your 200 knees, you immediately wrap up. Uh, stretch and warm up and then the training is at eight o'clock but it starts at eight o'clock but as you heard i get up at six thirty, so it's pretty much at eight o'clock you're supposed to be ready to go into real work <laughs> meaning you know it's kind of all up to you and you as the fighter kind of like what you see in, in in these movies in the boxing gym of the guy you know running the streets getting back doing all these things by himself and then the trainer kind of comes in and starts doing the work with you so 
by eight o'clock training is from eight to 10, but you know, the, you know, you're getting up at six 30. So, um, eight o'clock is when we go straight into like more technical work, then straight into five rounds on the pads, five rounds on the bag. We normally do three additional rounds on the boxing bag. So this, this gym and I'm like, no, is a very versatile trainer, which is very rare for ties to be. It's a lot of like one, two power kick and just more power, more power. Uh, he is actually very, very intelligent fighter. He is very versatile where he holds boxing, uh, at a high level. He actually is a boxing champion in Thailand as well. So he uses a lot of footwork, a lot of boxing. He has, but then again, he has a really, really strong clinch and, and just a transition game. So he is a very well-rounded fighter. Uh, so we do three rounds every single day boxing. And out of our five rounds that were in there, we do a round of boxing as well. So after those uh, 13, rounds are, 13 rounds or so are done, we end up going into clinch for 20 to 30 minutes. And that's, for those people that know, it's kind of like grappling but standing up, throwing knees and elbows and just taking each other down and sweeping and working technique. From there, we go into the conditioning portion, which <laughs> all of the training is conditioning, but here's the, the more like, here's the more hard, hardcore stuff. So we either spar a little bit or then we just go straight into uh, the conditioning, which is anything really he, he could throw bands on us and make us do 100 kicks while you have a band tied to your ankle like so it springs you back and you have to really keep your posture upright perhaps you're throwing knees into the like 100 knees into the pads and getting stabbed in the stomach with the other leather pad or we're doing bag work where we're using the bag as a person pushing the bag throwing knees and then holding the bag while we get body conditioned, you know, kicks, knees to stomach, punches to stomach, kind of uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, and in the middle of this, uh, the, your rests are ab work and push-ups. So, so once the round is over, you're doing push-ups, and whenever you finish with that is the, is the start of the next round. So it's really continuous three to, you know, two and a half to three and a half hours of training in the morning. And then you pretty much finish with what most people warm up and work with. So once all that conditioning, all that is done, you have your uh, 300 knees, 200 teeps, kicks, and and then you go and do jump rope and shadow boxing to finish. So <laughs> norm, normally it'll be uh, 10 to 50, like 10 minutes of regular jump rope or five. And right now we have a tight knit team. So, the trainer's on you the entire time, uh, which is also rare. A lot of the time you get your five rounds and then you just kinda kinda relax on the bag, you kinda <laughs> relax shadow boxing, you're like, oh catch your breath. But his in your face twenty four seven. Uh you, you can tell he wants to create a stable of fighters and winners. So I mean there's not a single minute where you're not getting yelled at to to keep pushing and to do more and more and more and to really test yourself. So whatever your level is, uh you know, he tones it down for the beginners, but that doesn't mean it's easy. <laughs> it's like whatever your level is, whatever your peak and limit is, he, he tests that every day. And then, you know, we finish with the shadow boxing, things like that, bow out, and, and that's the morning session. So most of the time you just you take a nap, you eat. And then in my case, I, I go to work and I, and I work online. And then 
three o'clock comes and Just do it all over again. Do it all over again. Yeah. So by by that time, you know, you only get like two and a half free hours, and that's your break. And that two and a half three hour break, I'm I'm working, and then I go straight back to to running to training, and then. At night, have dinner together as as a team with the trainers because I'm living in the camp, which is actually really nice it's to experience the culture. I think it's really beautiful to have some of the Thai cuisine and it's like really raw form. It's not the same as it is in the restaurants. Mm. Uh, you really get to spend that like family time together, and you know maybe laugh a little bit, try to figure out some of the language, and and then you know I get <laughs> I get back into my bunk bed and around now like. It's it's nine o'clock here coming up right now. Uh hop on the podcast with you, have a chat. Maybe I talk to my family a little bit, do do more work, listen to a podcast as I fall asleep. Mate, and then just, do it all over again six days six days straight. <laughs> so I love it. it. It's just such a, you know, and I, I you know, I think I've said this to you before, man. I I, I I'm kinda living uh, vicariously through you, you know, because it is such a, a unique journey and such a unique opportunity that that you've got, you know, to be. Um, and, and I think, you know, if you listen to you talking on uh, the last couple of Muay Thai guys podcasts, we get a real sense of just the the, the struggle um, that you went through when you first arrive at this training camp. Um, and you're already a high intensity trainer. You, you're used to training hard and training a lot, and then to to go up another level and to be saying to yourself, "Man, just like what am I doing? Can I do this?" You know, when you're training twice a day at those levels, it's just. And I get it. I get the sense from uh, knowing a little bit about uh, Namsak Moy and, and the way that you've described it that his lower intensity is what most of us would just struggle to cope with anyway. Yes, <laughs> you know it's funny because we. I recently got more perspective. I, I I was questioning myself, and that's something I haven't done since when I began Muay Thai. Maybe the first few months, you know, when you like your body goes through that shock of just like whoa, what's happening to my body? Things are aching that never ached before. And then once I got really comfortable and proved myself, uh, you learn how to be very efficient. Like remember, like I remember my first time jumping rope. Like I I, I was gassing out, and then. Now it's kind of like, what? now you look at other people and you're kind of confused if they're tired jumping rope because you, you just become so efficient at the movement. It's it's just second nature. So, you know, I'm doing my tricks and my double unders and, and swinging the rope around like Mayweather style for 20, 30, 40 minutes and I'm completely fine. I'm not even breaking a sweat really. Unless I'm in Thailand and you're just sweating walking around. Oh, yeah. But... <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, I, 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 I'm in good shape, and I know I'm in good shape. And then coming here, a lot of people have always told me to relax more. Like, I, I do a lot where I break my body down, and then I do extra on top of what my trainers expect from me. And then coming here, I, I felt like I was getting judged that I'm lazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, there, there's a Japanese fighter here that, um, you know, Teach is no own his his much smaller than me, so in a, in a way that does play a factor. However, I mean, you see this kid while people are doing five minute uh, five five minute rounds, he's doing one round of twenty five minutes with zero break mm. the intensity, so he never gets a chance to catch his breath, and he's getting killed in there. And the times that 
he looks like he's about to throw up and give up. Uh, and and Nam's like no, he actually like kind of takes back for a second. He 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 tells him to come back in and get after him. So uh, that that's that's the kind of gym culture I'm around, and uh, that's usually I'm the one pushing others. And and now to to have people on a on a completely different level is just really interesting because it's all perspective. But now that a lot of people are coming in from. We had a guy coming in from France, from uh, Vienna, Austria, a guy from uh, Amsterdam, from the Netherlands. And a lot of these guys are, you know, guys that have fought before, guys from the Netherlands that train hard. Uh, the guy from France has a number of fights, and and now they're throwing me in the ring with them. And I feel like I'm really tossing them around and really not not getting tired in any of the rounds that I'm going with them in comparison. So I think he can kind of now have a real perspective, especially with guys my size or bigger, that that I really am pushing myself, that I am on a whole different level uh, when it comes to my weight class. I'm on a different level in comparison to 99% of people. So yeah, it's, yeah it, it was definitely hard, but I feel like it was just kind of a, a proving period. I wanted to keep moving, and uh, I think he saw that because... I started to get an infection in my knee, uh, a case of bursitis, and I ended up just training through it for like three days. And he finally looked at me and said, I know you have a strong heart and I just need, is like, I think you just need to take the day off. We'll go to a clinic tomorrow. And that, that was the moment where I just, yeah. for the first time yeah. I was like, ah, you know what? Maybe he does see me in a good light kind of thing because I was worried uh, for a bit. Um, yeah. I, I think I was just like proving myself and I didn't get any kind of feedback. So, you know, like your your mind assumes normally I, I'm a very, very confident person. And, and to anyone else, even if it's a trainer, I have to really, really respect them most of the time. I Even if I didn't have a trainer, I'd be doing this. I, I'd be confident as all hell. But then you you have someone in front of you that doesn't have to say a single word, but you can just feel their energy, and you can, you can really feel uh, how intense he is as a person. Like like he's very goofy and funny, and like that that's what's scary is you know a lot of times you have people that are really goofy and funny and like they're laughing and whatnot, and and you don't take them too seriously, like. He does all that, and you're still looking at him like with concern. Like, man, this, yep. this is a bad motherfucker. Like he, like he'll be singing like with like a terrible, you know, accent and doing these funny dances and stuff. And I'm still like thinking in my head, like this is a bad motherfucker right here. Because you know, see, that's the thing. See, this is the thing that 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 I get from knowing a little bit about him is that he can be like that, but in the blink of an eye, sweep you, drop you to the floor. And you, and you go, well, how did that happen? Yeah, that happened multiple times today. I was watching as the guys were clinching uh, with him because they would watch me. And, you know, I got swept maybe like once or twice. And, and you know, they're watching me go with them. But then they actually got thrown in there with them themselves. And, <laughs> I mean, like every 10 seconds, just getting up from the ground, bang, just bang, demoralizing. Bang, bang, bang. Yeah. bang over and over again and they have no clue what's even happening yeah the technique is just such high high level 
I, I tell you, for me, it was very moving, you know, because I was screaming. Uh, I was listening to uh, the last couple of episodes of the Muay Thai guys, and I could feel it, and I could hear it in your voice, what you were going through, um, you know, as you were searching for where, 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 were, where were you going to find a home? Where were you going to, um, you know, where were you going to be? And then uh, to, to secure that spot at uh, Numsak Moy's training camp, and I could hear it in your voice that you were like, you were almost like doubting, you know, uh, and, and I'm screaming, no, man, you're not lazy. I know you well enough to know that you're not a lazy trainer. And, and that beautiful moment where, you know, as uh, as your trainer, he, uh, he, he kind of puts his hand on your shoulder and goes, listen, man, I, I know you are strong of heart, but you don't need to train through this any further to show that to me. You know, I thought that was... You know, that's a, a huge changing point in your life, man. Yeah. And, and now I'm even more motivated to, to keep doing that. Like once you get that sense of affirmation, I'm like, all right, cool. Now, now I have confidence again because before it was, I'm training my ass off, but I don't have that sense of confidence anymore because I'm just kind of second guessing it, even though I'm doing the same exact actions, you know, oh, now yeah. that I'm, do, now I'm doing the same actions, but I'm doing them with a lot of confidence and and I think that that brings a lot more morale throughout the gym and 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 for me going into every single session now. Uh before I was just like <laughs> I was just I finished the first session I already was having anxiety about the second one. Yeah. And this is something that has like I I look at people and I get confused when they have anxiety about going to training and things like that because I, for the past 6 years I haven't had that feeling. Yeah, welcome so to my world, brother. First, yeah. You know, and, and look, I've experienced that firsthand, you know, with some of the training that I did earlier this year. You know, I uh, I was very anxious about uh, sessions that I was doing with my coach, but, you know, uh, occasionally he would just give me the look um, or he would just say a word or two and it would completely change me. You know, it would... Uh, you know, it, it, he he in his way he would just be letting me know. Listen, brother, I know you. I know you're doing the right things, and uh, I'm loving what I'm seeing. You know, and it would just, and all of a sudden that anxiety about sessions would disappear, and then you couldn't wait to get back there to get smashed in the next session. You know, so I understand exactly what went on there, man. Yeah, I, the way you describe it, that's exactly how I felt, and that's exactly at the point that I'm at right now. Like. Um, the the knee infection actually got really really bad but today was the first day I really got to hit it hard yesterday I did a bit of weight training and a little shadow boxing couldn't really put any weight on him because my there there was so much fluid build up and pus and whatnot and today I I smashed two sessions where I just really really killed it on the pads and I show how bad I want it despite being injured so I I mean I'm I'm just motivated for myself now. Yeah, I guess the only downside, great. and there is a there is a big downside to this whole adventure and where you're at that this training camp now, and that is that now once again you have a skinny ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I put on some some weight again after after the injury actually. So I'm finding my middle ground. Um, the running twelve times a week is is very interesting. My body is definitely not liking it. Um, you know, that's kind of what started the knee thing. And then it's also what got me to drop eight kilos within 10 days. That's that's how hardcore this training is. Yeah, I, 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 ten, eight, I was, eight yeah. kilos in 10 days. And 
and that's not just that's not water weight i'm fully hydrated when 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 i weighed myself so i ended up uh reaching out to my sponsor and I, I felt bad before just because i'm in thailand and i know the shipping costs and the time is just ridiculous so i didn't even say anything the supplements in thailand are super expensive mm-hmm. but i got to that point like one day i just <laughs> my body was so broken and i just i re like <laughs> i had zero um I had zero anxiety about sending this away. I just reached out to my sponsor. I go, save me, man. Like, just give me, give me something. I need, I need something, man. Can you help me out here? And uh, Jerry from PNP Supplements, he, man, he sent me like a box, and I mean, just I, I, full I, I, of supplements, just bottles and bottles of supplements. And when I opened it up, I was just a kid on Christmas morning. It was one of the best moments ever and i'm not a big supplement guy either i really am not i just i think i just never got to the point of my body being so depleted that like anything extra uh makes makes a big difference oh yeah we and you've got to thank pmp we'll give him a good plug man pmp supplements and uh when i saw that photo of uh of the uh survival care package that arrived and saved your ass it was like Oh yeah, I loved it. So uh thank you PNP supplements. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. And uh Jerry that works, uh his his the founder of it. His I mean he's like a person, you know, like yeah. Yeah. I, anytime I talk to him I don't feel like I'm talking to you know, to like a business guy or or some kind of head of a company or I'm like emailing. It, it's very personal. He's just he's just a guy, you yeah. know, like yeah. Yep. He's just a straight guy, and, and, and you can tell he, all he wants is to help. Like, he doesn't tell me to do anything, literally. He, like, they sponsor me with the supplements, but he, he doesn't tell me anything. Like, if I don't do anything for a month, I don't hear yeah, anything from yeah, him yeah. besides, hey, do you need anything, brother? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, and then if I do, you know, a million things, which I've been doing, like, within the same week, he, I mean, he gets super excited and rewards that, so... Yeah, I I really like that tactic and uh, I like that as a business owner because it makes makes me feel like I'm a person, you know, like yeah. I'm an athlete representing someone that that deserves that kind of representation, so. Yeah. Well, man, I'm just so pumped, brother. I really am. It's uh I, I as I keep saying to you, I honestly believe with everything that's been going on with uh with relationships, family, um, you know the 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 the, the self doubt. You know, I, all I'm going to keep saying to you, man, is you're doing the right thing. You know, I uh, I, I think um, you know for 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 so many people in the world that are just locked into that 40 years at a desk, um, you know, to retire and then just sit on the front porch and drink a cup of tea. It, it you know versus. Uh, all the things that they really wanted to do with their life, and that's exactly where you're at, man. You're you're out there doing what you want to do with your life, rather than just settling and uh, and just accepting the, the I guess the norm. This is my norm now. Uh, I've had a taste of it. And I don't know how I'll, how I can go back to anything but this. It's just when you know, when you can live in paradise and do exactly what you believe you're set out to do or do something that gives you pleasure in every way like i don't think about anything else when i'm doing this and i think this is something that Aubrey Marcus uh if you know him the his the founder of Onnit he t- spoke about this is that he believes that passion is something that 
keeps you in the moment where you completely don't think about anything else. Like, like there, you have no worry in the world when, when you're doing it. And it's something that has you just locked into that present moment and something that keeps you appreciating it. And like, it's something that you talk about as an entity outside of itself, meaning like not only when you're doing it, but also when you're outside of it, like you can't, you can't help but talk about it to others and, and feel that way about it because, and, and I feel like that's how every relationship should be as well. Like it should have that sense of passion and fulfillment while you're doing it, like where you don't think about anything else because I, I've, I've done things in my life like jobs where I'm, I'm thinking about doing Muay Thai after, you know, while I'm at work or, or, or been with people where I'm with them, but I'm not really present because I'm actually thinking about something I want to be doing, or I'm thinking about, um, someone else or, or, or a way that I wish they were or something like that. So yeah, yeah. keeping that passion when it, when it comes to work, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to love, when it comes to friendship, I think, uh, you can't you can't go wrong when you're doing that. So so now that I have that, uh, when it comes to to my work slash my hobbies and my passion, it's just there's no going back from here. Yeah, and uh, and you know without um, I think it's uh, how do you put it into words? I think it for me um, it provides such huge inspiration. Uh, for me to do exactly the same thing and that's why i love hanging around guys like yourself sean um you know all ships rise with the tide when you're in the right community um you know and uh even at my age in life it's i'm so passionate about my fighting and that's why i love your journey because it it just it 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 pushes me on uh to to levels you know and someone suggested to me the other day again and, and i think when you get to my age as you as you approach 60 the amount of times it gets said to you that, that, that why would you be pursuing fighting at, at, at that age of life? Um, it, because it's it's a passion, you know. And and I'm, I'm I was, but it's so different, you know. What it I'm is, saying? it is, and that's uh, it, it's know. so different. That's what makes it so sweet. I'm, I'm sure you feel that as well. Is that you know, I'm I'm kind of this separate entity. I'm I'm different from everyone else, and that that has a special feeling to it absolutely i mean that's why i'm doing this is like whenever i was doing things that every actually that never happened like i feel like since i was a kid if i'm looking at what everyone was doing i would just drive to do the opposite Mm. even if it was like like especially when it was like the cool thing to do i thought the cool thing was not to do the cool thing to do yeah exactly (laughs) and i'm still i'm still that way all these years later man it's like you know if everyone's everyone's doing what i call the norm it's like well mate, you won't find me doing that i'll do exactly the opposite you know so i think it's like like i it could be difficult but it's more of a mindset thing it's difficult like through your mindset but then it becomes easier when it comes to action uh and implementation and then when people look at you because people recognize you much easier (laughs) i'm doing a lot of things a lot of other fighters aren't willing to do uh, in terms of self-marketing and promotion and the way I speak uh, speak out about things and the way I'm more like authoritative when it comes to my life. And it, it puts me in a position that others are not, but, you know, they might complain about it and they say like, you know, it's, it's, it's because 
I'm loud or do this or that, but they're not willing to do it. And that's why they don't put themselves in that position. It's really that simple is that you just do something that 99% of other people are not willing to do. So if I can do that within a niche that's of people doing things that others aren't willing to do, like if I can take it to like a, to a squared (laughs) situation, you know, like just, just double that and just like do something in the niche within the niche. That's my own niche then I think that makes me stand out and that's what I'm going to follow. Mate, that's the, uh, and see, I, and that's why I love what you do and what I do and, and that is we are prepared to put ourselves in a position where we will fail and it's quite visible for everyone to see when we do fail but we're not scared to be in that position where most people are so scared of being in a position where they might fail that they'll never take a chance. Oh man, I'm I'm trying to think of the exact quote that they were talking about. I was just listening to his podcast. It's really amazing if if you go to it's on the Model Health show and it's with Aubrey Marcus, the, yeah. the the owner of On It. So if you search Model Health show, it's their latest episode with Aubrey Marcus, and it talks about how you you just get so you get so immune. I don't think it's immunity. I think it's conditioning. Is they, they talk about walking, right? So like, when when you walk, you're super confident with it because you've you've been doing it all your life, so it's automatic. So like, imagine making really hard, difficult decisions or going through things that are really challenging and uh, high risk, and it being that automatic. I feel like I'm in that position now. Like I can, I can just lift off and take off to another country right now and just drop the sponsorship, let's say, yep. and, and and I can find a way to reformat my brain and rationalize that that's going to be a you know it, as long as I can rationalize it to be a good uh, analytically uh, a good thing for my life and that's going to benefit me, then I I will do that with zero issue or problem because why not because I can. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And see, that's that's the that's the mindset I love, brother. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, listen, dude, we better wrap it up and let you get some sleep because uh, <laughs> it's in a, in a few short hours. <laughs> you got <laughs> you got to be back at it, man. Yes, sir. And uh, always a pleasure, man. It really is always a pleasure, and. Um, I know you got some things uh, cooking away there in the background uh, that we're going to get to see, and uh, so looking forward to that, mate. I don't know what you can uh, give away or not just yet, um, but uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, man. Uh, we're we're just announcing the the sponsorship and, and the joining forces with Namsak Noi uh, and being here on the island. There's there's going to be a possibility of other uh, high high level um, Muay Thai marketing websites and, and fighters and uh, breakdown artists and things like that that might be moving into the same location to do a lot of work and joining teams and forces together so I can't we're wait. working on I can't so we're wait. working on something like that and then also I'm going to be working on the Limitless Life series which is going to be on my YouTube channel so if you just go to moitaathlete.com/youtube and subscribe on there. You'll be the first ones to see it. It's just gonna go gonna go over my entire journey, and it's gonna start season one, uh, the beginning of the journey. So before where I am now, yeah. kind of breaking down the the major events throughout my life that led me here, and 
it's kind of like that no bullshit way of, of how I, I got this far. I, I, I don't think I've made it in any sense of the word, but I, I believe I've gotten to a point where I'm able to do whatever I want to do and, and follow my passion as I spoke about before. And I got the taste of it. So I want to be able to portray that to other people as a possibility. And I want to do it in a no bullshit approach because a lot of these people want to say, you know, how to get successful rich quick and things like that. But they tend to leave out all the obstacles and all the real details because I don't think anyone that I know that is really, really successful uh, has ever gotten to that point without like without a story of opposition and challenge. So I, I, I don't want to give the quick, quick solution way to to becoming successful or anything, but uh, it's going to be the real uh, life approach to to doing things and getting maybe to a life of, or inspiring, at least inspiring you to find or follow your passion. Yeah, absolutely. And I've seen a small glimpse of it already, man, and I'm so pumped. And uh, that is going to be good because that's something that uh, that you've always said is that, you you know, to, ch- to chase and to live that limitless life. And that's something that I've adopted off the back of hearing you talk about that all the time and uh, and I think that you know I'll, I'll tell people straight up man go and subscribe to that YouTube channel because it's going to be uh, it's going to be very inspiring stuff to uh, to watch that man so uh, yeah looking forward to it thank you really appreciate the support oh anytime brother all right man we better uh, we better let you go and get some sleep I uh, I better go and uh, uh, get some sack time myself and uh, man thank you ever so much Oh, thank you so much for having me on. Like I said, always good energy, and that's what I look forward to. Yeah, absolutely. Keep up the great work. Keep the stories coming, man, and uh, and say good day to Sean for us. Uh, loving what the Muay Thai Guys podcast is putting out. Jeez, uh, I look forward to that show. I re- I, you, you guys could put out an episode a day, man. I'd be up for that. <laughs> Beautiful. Maybe one day once uh, once that whole dream thing happens, when the dream team is together again. Yeah. All right, brother. Well, thank you so much, mate. Keep up the great work. Really, in, uh, really enjoy your training down there at Namsak Moy, and uh, and uh, let us know if we can help at any time, mate. You got it. You guys have a beautiful day. Thank you for listening. All right. Take care, man. Talk soon. And that's a wrap. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I find I find myself doing that in everyday life now. Alrighty guys, that'll just about wrap us up for to, uh, today's episode of the Fighters Podcast and the Coach Jeff Podcast. Uh, a huge big thank you to uh, to Paul for joining us on the show today. Always a, an absolute pleasure to uh, to chat with this guy and uh, I, I'm just so pumped to follow him as uh, he chases down his goals and dreams and, uh, and I think that is something that we should all uh, be doing. So, um, you know, get in touch with Paul, follow him on uh, Facebook, uh, hop on to uh, iTube. <laughs> onto YouTube and uh, subscribe to the Muay Thai Athlete channel. Um, we'll have links to uh, to all that in the uh, show notes. Especially stay tuned to uh, Facebook and YouTube over the uh, next couple of days. Some big announcements coming from uh, Paul about a fresh project that uh, he's going to be working on. Very, very excited about that. So uh, we'll post uh, that video and bits and pieces uh, as we can over the coming days. That's enough of the uh, coach banging away in here today. Time for me to get out of here now. But remember what the coach always says, train to race and race to win. But, man, you have a heap of fun along the way. Until we see you on the very next episode of the Fighters Podcast and maybe see you out there in the gym or the ring somewhere, this is the coach saying, hands up, defend yourself at all times. Bye-bye for now.